Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I am your host, Leanne DeSanto, and we are honored to have you with us today. This podcast is here to serve you and stand alongside your journey to becoming your best self. And today we have an awesome guest for you. Her name is Michelle Lynn, and she is the owner of ML Interiors Group, a successful design firm based in Dallas, Texas. And she started her firm in 2008 while still working in corporate America. And she also got married, purchased a home, and also that was the year the market crashed. But more than a decade later, she is still happily married and her interior design business is thriving. She is also the owner and founder of Designed for the Creative Mind, where she teaches interior designers and decorators the proven practices, effective processes, and profitable systems to build their business and leave them more time to do what they love, which is design. And we have a great conversation for you regarding that and really how proven practices and processes are essential for any business to grow and thrive. So rise up for you and enjoy this episode with Michelle Lynn. Well, welcome, Michelle, to the Rise Up For You podcast. We are so excited to have you on with us today. Thank you, Leanne. I am honored to be here. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, let's dive right in. So we always love our guests to share uh, you know, who you are and what you do. Well, my name is Michelle Lynn, and I own an interior design studio in Dallas, Texas. And I've actually also recently launched an online business course for the business of interior design, basically. How to run a business like a business, not a hobby. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Well, let's dive into that because I think that will really serve our listeners. You know, what is your recommendations? You know, how do you really run your business like a real business when you're an entrepreneur or maybe really small, you know, and how do you build some of those systems? Well, I, previous to starting my interior design business, I actually was in corporate America. I, this is my third career. So, um, it's important what I learned through corporate America is very much applicable to entrepreneurship and that is to create processes and procedures and a repeatable pricing structure for anything that you do. If you're a solopreneur, it still applies to you. Mm, that's great. Let's dive into that a little bit more. How, how, I mean, I know that's a big conversation, but what would you say is the kind of those top, you know, really priorities? I think anything that you do repeatedly should be written down and make sure that you're always editing as needed. It's important for the, your standard operating procedures, your SOPs, and share them with your clients when you have the opportunity so that they also see that you are well organized, you're structured, you're professional, and that you can handle whatever service or product you're providing to them repeatedly successfully. Mm. And what have you seen happens if you don't have that in place? (laughs) Have you ever had one of those mornings where you just wake up and maybe you get into an argument with a loved one or maybe you're stuck in traffic and your head gets a little frazzled or, or something. If you don't have standard processes to fall back on, or even refer to and read, 
then you might miss a very standard step in whatever that you do. So mm. having that is really helpful for those moments that just your mind isn't completely with you. Yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally get that because I think sometimes if we let our circumstances or our moods or our feelings, right, like, oh, I don't really feel like doing that, right? Or I don't really feel, but if you know it's either scheduled or, you know, there's a certain way that you do things, like you said, the morning or um, throughout, you know, a process of a sales call or whatever it may be, if you have those steps in place, then it becomes, uh, I don't want to say a no brainer, but just becomes easier to manage too. Absolutely. It becomes easier to manage. You get better at it because you're repeatedly, you're repeatedly doing the same thing over and over. And even if it's a different project or it's, it's a different client, you still have the same basic steps that you repeat. And if you're also writing it down and treating it like a, a standard operating procedure, like almost like an operations manual in some instances, then you can also evaluate what's working and what's not working from a very strategic standpoint and not necessarily based on instinct. If what you, I believe that what you measure gets managed. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Give us some um, ideas when you say processes and procedures, and that covers a lot of things, but what would be maybe your top few that uh, someone either starting out or someone, you know, with either a solopreneur or a small staff can put into place or should have in place? Well, I think with any sort of service you start with the initial phone call if somebody's calling to inquire and ask about your services or even your product i think that having a standard discovery call mm -hmm. form that you use from a to z for every single call is the best place to start and then you almost create a flow chart well if they answer this then this is the next thing that happens if they answer th that way then this is the direction you go and then you just continue building off of that flowchart, basically, and creating processes that are applicable to your business. Mm. It, it's, yeah, I just, it gives you so much confidence when you're talking to your prospect as well. And then it gives your clients the, the confidence in you when you, like for me, when we have um, an initial meet and greet with our clients, I whip out, it's called the ML experience. And internally, I call it the 16 steps of sanity because it keeps, <laughs> us on, it keeps us on track. And I joke about that with my clients and say, this is, this is for you. This is what we do with every size interior design or decorating project with whether it's renovations or just furnishings. It's very simple. So our ML experience is something I hand to the client when I'm trying to encourage them to hire us. And they've told us, they've told me that this is very helpful because now we know what direction we're going. And then we also offer a Friday follow-up. Every Friday, we send an email and say, okay, we're on step seven. This is what's happening this week. This is what we just completed. We're going to be in step seven for the next three or four weeks. And it just really compounds your expertise, your professionalism, and it keeps you on track too. If you're wondering what am I supposed to be doing next, you can go back into your roadmap. So if, if imagine if you're, if you're flying from LA to New York city, you're following a roadmap. 
You might have a detour here and there because you want to get off and see the sites, but for the most part, you need a roadmap to tell you exactly how to get from point A to point B. And that's what processes do. Right, right. Yeah, that's so important. What I'm hearing you saying that too is, is that expectations are met, right? Mm-hmm. And communication is clear. And I think those two things are the biggest, um, sometimes roadblock or uh, can actually make you lose business, right? If you're not in that place. Absolutely. And communication just with any relationship, but especially a paid relationship, in my opinion, is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And especially in this day and age of a lot of miscommunication because we're relying on emails and texts and things that maybe could be misinterpreted. And so there's a lot of different dynamics going on than, you know, even 30 years ago, you know, I mean, this is all new territory for a lot of us running businesses. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And even specifying whether or not texts are a way that you communicate. Mm. So maybe it's just via telephone and emails because texts get lost, they get forgotten, they get put down on your phone and so forth. So having a process or a procedure or a designated system for communication is also imperative in, in running a business. Yeah, I think that that's, it's probably one of the number one. And, and, and also, uh, you know, because there are so many different ways to communicate, you know, asking that, that person, how do you like to be communicated with best, right? Like what works for you? Absolutely. And that whole mind reading thing doesn't, doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know because you think, well, I like to communicate this way and I, I can navigate this software program or this or that, but the other person may be like, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, that's actually in one of our initial questionnaires is what is your best form of communication? And we try to meet the client there. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So is that, would you recommend kind of in terms of the first I mean, there's a lot of layers to communication and to how you meet that initial possible client, right? Whether it's out networking, whether it's referral, whether it's they just find you or, you know, whatever. So obviously I know the steps might be a little different in terms of how they come to you, right? Yeah. I think that it is, like I said, start with the initial phone call and then create a flow chart. And every business is going to be different. Maybe your automotive repair service provider well then you're going to have a variety of instances where is the automobile are you going to be working on domestic are you going to be working on foreign cars Mm -hmm. um do you do just the basics or do you like really dive down like what are you limited and and make sure that that is expressed um in, in that first phone call and then if you serve them serve them according to the processes and standardized pricing practices because nobody likes it when, you know, so-and-so gets a service for X number of dollars and then you find out that you went and got the same service and you're paying Y number of dollars. Mm. It, it's just a matter of ensuring that everything is written down. And you can also scale your business that way too. Mm. So if you have all of your practices written down as much as possible, I mean, I'm, I've been in business for 10 years and I'm still writing things down. Like, oh yeah, we need to standardize that. <laughs> right, right. But my team or, or your team or a team cannot read your mind as to how you want things done. So if you want to scale your business, then have it written down so that it's repeatable and mm-hmm. have it written in such a clear and concise manner that there are not any misinterpreted or misaligned expectations. 
Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, and and I know we talked about that initial, uh, yeah, setting the expectations, right? What are the forms of communication? How are we going to work together, right? So the outcome can be great for, for both parties. Um, but let's talk a little bit too about, you know, boundaries, you know, building and setting boundaries within your business, because oftentimes how you start that relationship, I think any relationship really, mm-hmm. then those expectations might be expected all the time. Like say you take a phone call at 11 o'clock at night from a client because they're freaking out or something. Then all of a sudden they think they can call you at 11 o'clock at night. Right. So uh, talk about a little bit about the boundary setting too. I think that you're right on point, And that's something that early on I used to give out my cell phone to anybody who I did business with. Right. And I, I would, I would get texts at like six 30 in the morning. And I think that's great, but I'm not mentally ready to start answering those questions at six 30 in the morning. Right. Um, I'm up, I'm awake, I'm productive, but the business hat isn't on. So setting, um, setting the boundaries, I believe needs to be explained early in the relationship. I don't give my cell phone to anybody anymore. <laughs> You know, if you need to reach me at 6.30 in the morning or 2.30 in the morning or whatever, shoot me an email and I'll get back to you as quickly as possible. It's also written into our um, our letter of agreement. It's, mm-hmm. This is how this is how we work. And then if my team does opt to give their cell phone to one of our clients, it's explained that this is only for emergencies or maybe for photos or something like that. Any sort of decisions that are being made or agreements need to be in writing. Mm. And, and by that, we mean via email. So setting those boundaries, setting the hours that, you, that you're willing to work. I don't like to work weekends, nights, or holidays. You know, I paid my dues in the past. And, and so now it's we're strictly 9 to 5, 8 to 4. And that's how we explain it to our clients is that if you're going to come and see us at our studio and we do – our business together. Um, we have some areas that we can flex, but there's also steps in our process that we can't skip. Mm. So if, if we break our own rules, you know, the wheels go off the bus and we've learned that's not how we operate. And sometimes you just learn by the school of hard knocks because you want to please people yeah. and you want to meet them where they are. But at the end of the day, if you're the boss, you're the boss of not just your team but also your prospective clients and once they sign with you you're still the boss of your clients yeah absolutely i think if you show up as that leader and you show up right as that person that's like you're the confident you're the leader you're going to guide this process and you're going to do it the best way for them too yes and Mm. you say guide that's also something is that when 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 you're in business the business is not about you the business is about your your client. So uh, one of the examples that we give to our clients is that, look, if we're here and we're telling a story, you are the hero, we are the guy. Mm. So, you know, if, if we're talking about Star Wars, you're Luke Skywalker and I'm Yoda. <laughs> right. so, or, or if we're going up Mount Everest, I'm the Sherpa and you're the client that I'm leading and, and you're trusting me that you're not going to slip down the side of the mountain. Yeah. So it's very important. And as, as small business owners, it's so easy to be focused on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, the focus needs to be all on the client and what's best for them. And boundaries are good for both. It's like raising a child. Yeah. But they need to have some, some boundaries. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it, I think it like we talked about earlier, sets the expectation, sets the communication, 
Um, and just the outcome is everyone's happy, you know, because especially in what you do with design, it's so personal, right? And it's so emotional for people, right? What they're going to do in their home. And, you know, so it's, it's different than other businesses, right? That aren't maybe as personal. Yes. It's very personal. We're in their homes. We're in their personal belongings and in their closets and and everything. So it is very imperative that we start instilling a level of trust very early in the process. Yeah, absolutely. And I think boundaries, like you said, it, it serves both sides and, you know, because it is again, so personal and, you know, you might be telling people, okay, you need to release this or we need to move this out. They're like, wait, you know, so it's like, again, that trust that you built with them that now they, okay, I get it. I trust you. I know it's going to be perfect, you know? Yeah. It's layer upon layer upon layer. And then as, as projects go on for years, sometimes and referrals and so forth, there, there becomes that just do what you need to do from the client. It's much easier because they've learned that we have a reason for everything. So if it's a process, there's a reason behind it. If it's a practice that we won't break, there's a reason behind it. If it's a boundary that we've set, there's a reason behind it. And almost everything that I've created in the company um, in relation to those things is because I, I learned the hard way. Like if you don't do this, then this is what's going to happen. Okay. Then let's write it. Let's write it. Let's write a policy on that one. <laughs> right, right. Let's figure it out or what needs to be shifted a little or what needs to be added, right? It's all a growing when you're, yeah, when you're growing a business and, and you learn from your clients as much as they learn from you sometimes, right? Because something will come up and you'll be like, oh yeah, okay, we don't, now we need to include that, right? Yep. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's ongoing. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. I say in a lot of businesses and the business of, that we do, you know, more of the coaching, consulting, corporate training business, same thing. I mean, we, you know, we, we can put products out there and, but then the client informs so much too. So it's great. And that's how we, we grow together, you know? Yes. And that's what I've done. So I created the online business mm-hmm. literally to teach interior designers how to, to, how to do this, how to, how to run their business like a business. So by being able to have repeatable processes, have a a pricing structure that you can explain to your client and repeat, um, it's the same thing. It's, It's coaching them and explaining to them why it's important, why it's imperative. And the feedback has been that they have all of this confidence now because they, they can show their clients and they've been able to, I don't want to say charge with their worth because mm-hmm. it's not them as individuals because we're all beautiful, you know, children of God that are worth a bazillion dollars a piece, mm-hmm. but our services. So charge what your services are worth and don't relate it to who you are. It's, it's, you're providing a service. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. A very important service. And, and based on your experience and credibility and all of that, because I think sometimes we tend to shortchange ourselves and not charge, um, and that can hurt us too, because sometimes if you, it, it works both ways. I think if you're way too expensive on one side, it can be a turn up. But if you're way too cheap, people are going to be like, huh, they're going to question that too. So they're going to question it. And plus you're going to be working your booty off and not getting the reward that you, you deserve. Right. And, you know, money is such an odd topic, especially when it comes to women and 
the people pleasing that we have and so forth. In my experience working with my, you know, um, private client, uh, private coaching clients and the students that have run through the course already. Yeah. It's just a shame that the value we place on our services is so often tied to an identity that we need to leave behind. Yeah, absolutely. That And that's a huge conversation, right? Because that's where, you know, whatever that money mindset is, and sometimes it's from childhood, right? The messages you got about money and that can overflow into not creating that value for yourself. That's, that's a fair exchange. Money's just circulation and, and it's a value proposition, right? So absolutely. And, yeah. and the more money you make, the more income you have, the more impact you can make. Exactly. So it's, it's not like you're going to just hoard it all and sit on a pile of money. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, hopefully anyway, use it to use it to impact and help others. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. If you need to change your mindset to, to fit earning a bucket of money. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and the idea of selling, right? People have that weird thing about selling, but selling is service. It's just service, you know, and it is. It's, it's definitely shifting that. So I, I love that you're, you have those conversations with your tribe too, because I think that is the foundational to how we grow the business, how we elevate and serve, you know, the people that we're serving. So it's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's jump into our power section now. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. All right. First one is, uh, what is one book that you've read that maybe has had a massive impact on you? I've I've, I've struggled with this. There's so many good ones. But I think I would have to say I can land on the book called The Alchemist Mm -hmm. by Paolo Coelho. I don't know if I pronounced his name right. You did. I love it. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) What I love about it is that it really tells us to never lose hope Mm -hmm. in in pursuing our one true dream. And when you're just focused that the whole universe will conspire to help it come true. And and I struggled with this um, because I I firmly believe in in God. Mm -hmm. There's a God and then there's the universe. And I go back and forth between my Christianity and woo woo. And (laughs) in the whole scheme of things, God created the universe. And when you put that energy out to the universe and you just have it reflecting back to you, whether it's love or whether it's, you know, a a success or a job or whatever, but let's just talk about love. When you're putting love out into the universe, it just piles back on you. And that is what I feel this book just changed for me is that there's not a difference between God and the universe and that the energy that you put out comes back to you. Absolutely. And it might not be immediate, but it it just, it just does. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I know that's one of my favorites too. Okay. How about one quote that you live by? I love the quote from Maya Angelou that says something along the lines of, I can be changed by the things that happen to me, but I refuse to be reduced by it. Mm. And life sometimes just beats you down. And that's just is, <laughs> but it's how you, how you react to it. I, I have control over how I react. So I can be reduced and I can be a victim or I can allow this to, ha- or this is going to happen. And my choice is going to be my reaction. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, 
If you could leave the world with one final message, one golden nugget, what would it be? Don't believe everything you think. <laughs> yeah. I think our minds are a piece of software that was created 2,000 plus years ago. And they are always looking for what's wrong, that mind of ours, whether it was dinosaurs or, <laughs> you know, grizzly bears or whatever it was back in the day that was trying to hurt us. We had to be on high alert. <laughs> and this software that we carry around hasn't been updated. So recognize that you are not your thoughts and that anything you think you have the power to change. Beautiful, beautiful. Love that. Well, how can we stay connected and support you? Thank you. Um, best way, there's my platforms. I'm all over Facebook and Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. But Facebook and Instagram are the key areas where you can find ML Interiors Group, ML as in Michelle Lynn, ML Interiors Group, and then Design for the Creative Mind. And that Design for the Creative Mind is where my online course is. And that's strictly for interior designers. But um, ML Interiors Group has a lot of great information for um design enthusiasts um but we also talk to basic small business so i actually have um some gifts for your listeners and there are not necessarily anything that has to do with if you're an interior designer so if you have a if you have a small business i'm offering a annual review and planning guide it's for any business owner it's what i do annually quarterly sometimes if I'm really needing a checkup it's it's just a great way to look at what's been working what needs to be tweaking what can I do more of what should I do less of and so forth um anybody is interested we offer e-design and I'm offering that as a discount for your listeners and then if there are interior designers I have the design for the creative mind masterclass that I will discount and also offer outside of its regular release dates. It's only released two, uh, three or four times a year. Oh, so wow. I'll send you all that information. Okay, great. Yeah, send me the links and we'll put it in the show notes. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And one last question. As you know, we are Rise Up For You. So when you hear that term, what does it mean to you? Oh, I think it means rising up to be your best self. We all have amazing potential. And it's also extending past ourselves so rising up for yourself is rising up for others it is leading with a full heart and with the purest of intentions because if we just focus on ourselves it's 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 fruitless <laughs> right right but, but but we also have to take responsibility to rise up for ourselves because nobody's going to do it for us so there's so many interpretations but it's all about lifting, lifting yourself and lifting others. Mm, wow. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. And thank you so much for being with us today. Really enjoyed our conversation and I know it served our listeners. Oh, it has been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. 
You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.